Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett. Today's guest is Stacey McAlpine, the founder and CEO of Journey Fuel and Life Transformation Specialist, has been helping people actualize their desires for more than 20 years. Over the course of her former career as a strategic advisor and project and change management consultant, Stacey discovered the life-altering magic-making power of applying what she was doing for her consulting clients to achieve similar results for herself and achieve the changes she wanted in her own life. After refining these tools over the last decade, Stacy has created life-transforming programs through her company, Journey Fuel, to bring these code-cracking methods to individuals like you and me and empowering the millions more out there who want to unleash their true potential and live lives we all love waking up to. Stacy, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I really want to do a deep dive, but before we do... Why don't you share with our listeners a little bit more about your background? Sure. I started my career, I keep saying 20 years ago, but I have a feeling that it's probably more than that because I've said that for a really long time. So it's probably 25. The bottom line is I was working with organizations where I would help them with project management, process improvement, and change management. And what happens with the methodology that we use in consulting is, especially project management and change management. Those two have very very proven methodologies that are used over and over. What it's about, it's about the method for getting clarity about what it is that you want the outcome to be. And then using these principles to map out how are we going to get there? How do you know when you're there? And what do you need in order to get there? What's the right timing? What are the right resources? And then you do that and you have tools and techniques to keep you going. So I started really looking at, well, what am I not doing in my life that I do with my client. And so I started treating my life as if I were a client of mine and the magic just happened. Like it was the structure and the proven methods of how to get change to happen in industry with all the best practices that we've all learned and maybe not always done. So it just created this synergy and this flow and I was staying on track and it just changed my life. And then fast forward to a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to be able to focus a hundred percent on how I can bring that to others. So I built my company journey fuel and I named it journey fuel because life's the journey. People associate life with the journey. My favorite ad of all time is a BMW ad. If life's a journey, life's greatest tragedy is having not enjoyed the trip. It's like the best (laughs) ad ever. And what's missing is the fuel. How do we keep going? Because it's easy to get excited about something, but how do you keep that? excitement? How do you maintain that same level of commitment to yourself 
And that's where the fuel comes in is how do you keep that fire fueled and keep yourself going so that you do live the life experience that you absolutely love waking up to. And that's been my journey. And now I have the gift of being able to be here with you and with your audience and with my, I call them my love and lifer and the programs that I get to do to help people live lives they love waking up to. And it's possible people, I promise. <laughs> I know it's possible because that journey in corporate, I used to say to my friends, ain't no joke. So as much transformation and change management there is, depending on where you fall in the pecking order, either trickle down or trickles up or what have you. My experience was that in order to claim my life, there were some methodologies that were used in the corporate environment I found very helpful. However, it was more helpful for me to declare what I wanted in my life, what I envisioned my life to be separate from the journey on the corporate side and actually declare that I was going to be responsible for the outcomes in my life. And I had to be very firm in saying, yes. I'm going to draw this line right here. Yes. This is how much I'm going to give you. And this is how much I know I owe myself. 100%. You know what? When I was on your website, you had this quote and I wrote it down. Live the life you love waking up to. Stop waiting for summer, for someone to fall in love with you. Happiness is achieved when you stop waiting for it and make the most of the moment you are in now. Yep. So as you yeah. talk with your clients, what's one of the methods you used for moving a person from where they are to help them to get the enough momentum yeah. to send them on their way. Yeah. So in change management, I'm going to sound kind of a lingo-y for a second. I won't go for a long time, I promise. But in change management, a very renowned proven method that people get certified in, people are expected to have certification in for some projects, clients will specifically ask for the certification, is a method called ADCAR. And that stands for awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, and reinforcement. And they're very much in order. Like Maslow's hierarchy, which is another one that I use, actually, I incorporate that into my methodology as well, which is what are the needs that every single human has and how you can build on that. And that if you don't have one layer, the next layer, you might get there, but it's going to crumble until you get the layers below it. It's like making jello. If you screw up the bottom level and you don't wait for it to get gelled over, <laughs> that next layer ain't going to look like a rainbow. So ADCAR, what's the beauty of it? is it's easy to remember. And the most important part is the awareness. And in awareness, it's not just, I know I want something different. It's what is it that is going to make your life the experience you want to have? And how do I even know that? So many people can get wrapped around, but I don't know what I want. If I knew what I want, I would do it. I've been there. So what I've done, what I add to it that isn't in the corporate land is feelings. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, some organizations can use that. But if you combine the two things, right? So it's awareness of what it is that the desired outcome is and why it matters. That's awareness. Because in order to get to desire, we can desire it, but like to really create that flame, to really get it strong enough to move to the next level, that awareness needs to be super crystal clear. And so what I added to the awareness is how do you know what you want that to be? And what I relate it to is life is just an accumulation of feelings. That's all it is. Our experience of life on the planet is our feelings that we get from stuff we do or stuff we have or who we're with. So it's not about the stuff we have or do or who we're with, it's the feelings we get from those things that attract us to those things, why we want those. So something that we always have something to tap into ourselves is how are we feeling right now and how do I want to feel 
And then when you know how you want to feel instead, which that people can usually get to, if you know the feeling you want, then it's starting to create this momentum just inside your heart space. It's called that's what I want. And then you can start to think, okay, what can I have in my life that would give me that? What is it that I really want my life to feel like? What would that look like for me? And it opens up the possibilities. So we might think, oh, we really want the Corvette. I saw one of those today. My daughter's clothes are amazing. Let's just say you can't have that. What else would give you that feeling? Maybe it's a different kind of car. Maybe it's not even that car. Maybe it's the life associated with the car. Or it could be anything. So when we're tapping into that, just because something may feel out of reach, what can I get that's closer to getting that feeling? It is super powerful. And then the next piece to answer your question, I typically get around to the main question with all these descriptions. But that awareness is super important. Super, super important. And then desire, building out the why it matters and what if you don't change? What happens if you don't change? What's the impact? Tony Robbins says, we don't change to achieve pleasure. We change to avoid pain. So until we can associate more pain with staying the same, we're not going to change. And then knowledge comes in. A lot of times people really get on themselves. I know how to do it. Why am I not doing it? I'm an idiot or I just don't care. Or I'm too lazy or I don't follow through. You don't have the ability necessarily. That takes practice. It takes time. You need to learn and create the ability to be able to survive and get there. You can know what you want. You can have the knowledge, but then it's like building that ability and then the reinforcement, which is the R. And that's the, like fuel, right? How do we keep it going? How do we keep going? What can we put in place? And what I like to do to help people is say, okay, so it's not just what can keep you going, but what if you miss what you said you were going to do as the way you keep going? What's your backup plan? So you're not totally disappointed in yourself. You kept going. So that's a super long explanation, but I think it covered a lot of ground in terms of where does the corporate piece come in? And then where can you start to pepper in the personal development stuff, things that you've already been learning along the way, but getting the awareness right is going to change the game. For sure. I think that with the awareness comes your ability to be thoughtful in the actions that you take. Yep. So the thing that came to my mind as you were explaining what that acronym is and how it can be applied is the factor of control. So I wanted to ask you a question regarding control. Mm -hmm. A person envisions a certain lifestyle. Yep. There are elements that are out of their control. What are some of the methods you use to assist your client to embrace the things that they do have control of versus yeah. that they don't have control of. So I'm going to use another consulting word and it's called stakeholder management. A stakeholder is just anyone who can have any sort of influence on the outcome that you want. So in project management, in the beginning of every project, we outline who are all the stakeholders that can impact it, whether we have control over what they do or not, who are they? And we're always one of them. And of the other ones, what are their expectations of us related to what we want? And how can we either meet them or bless and release them? It's like, you're kind of getting my way here. You're influencing my life in a way that's just not going to get me there. It's been nice. I hope you have a great life. People are a big deal. They really impact our choices. And we say, oh, we can't be controlled when we're in a hostage situation. But what we can control is, okay, where's our mind space? Where are we going to go in our brain? What can we think of to make ourselves in the strongest space we can? Or who's out there? Who can influence it? And then what pieces do I have in my control to meet those expectations to get what I want? Or the other piece is it's taking ownership of what we need to do and purposefully think about how do we show up so that they'll want to do those things for us or so we can get those opportunities that require other people 
to take action on our behalf. I guess what I'm thinking about is a conversation I had this past weekend, and they are overwhelmed by what is happening in the world. And then how they perceive the impact on humanity from a generational speak as to what different generations are perceiving the reality that we're faced with. And then after listening to that for a while, I just said, I prefer to be optimistic and hopeful. So we talked about hopefulness and being optimistic about the world's future. So that brings me to think about what is within our control, within our jurisdiction that allows us to create the world or life we want in spite of all of these things that are happening. And it's not a matter of living in a bubble or sticking my head in the sand, but I know that those things are out of my control and Mm -hmm. I prefer to create an environment based on what I can actually impact. But I felt really selfish when I was saying it. And I'm not sure they got that. And to that point of what you just said about feeling selfish, one of the things I spend a lot of time in my programs trying to create a new neural pathway for people is a lot of times when we think about things that are good for us, we're like, oh, but that's selfish. My theory and my belief is our only responsibility is to be ourselves, period. And if you want to get deep with it, you can really get deep with that because it's like, we're here to be who we're here to be. No one's breathed the same exact amount of air that I've breathed with all the exact chemicals. No one's drank from every single cup that I've drunk, right? No one's been with every single person at an exact time as I have. That changes everything. Everything's a game changer. Everything creates a ripple effect, no matter what it is. So we each have our own version of experience of life that we bring in our energy and in our actions to other people. Micro as it may feel, it's really those micro elements that create our existence, right? Those are small little baby things. And if they aren't in the right place or in the different place, you get something totally different. So you are your own gift to the planet. And when all we do is just us, that ripple effect creates the good. I hope so. I honestly do hope so. Because if I took my last breath after that conversation. Mm -hmm. And let me rewind. If I was a person who was looking at the world events or at the events in the United States or the events in my community, and I had a certain mindset, I would not want to take my last breath with that on my mind. I would prefer to actually take my last breath with a hopeful, optimistic Mm -hmm. mindset and that I have lived my best life. I've impacted the people as positively as I could at that time. So it's just very interesting the way people think. I don't know that I completely answered your question. You were talking about optimism, right? And how can you have that in this environment? All it takes is how are we looking at it? What lens are we looking at? Which pair of glasses do we choose to put on? There's the rose-colored glasses, but what's wrong with that? And as I hit my 40s, I realized it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks because they're not the ones in my shoes having to wake up every day to my life. They're not the ones that have to deal with being treated the way that I'm treated every day. They're not the ones that have to take care of all the things that are killing our soul. So they can think all they want about me, but they're not the ones that have to own it. So in reality, why do we care what other people think about 
what we have to carry on our own. And it's just that back of awareness. So if those people are in our lives, to your point about being optimistic, surround yourself with people with those same visions. And you can bring that optimism into your life and look at the toxicity of people. thought about if, that, honestly, Stacey. I thought about yeah. this individual is not my person. Yeah. My preference is to be around people who are aware of what's happening, but their yeah. choice is to respond yeah. in a responsible, thoughtful yeah. way. However, to your point, live their life. You know, yeah. How do you show up as your authentic self or even find it? So mm-hmm. what can people do to start walking their talk? And I have an entire weekend that's called Walk the Talk Weekend for getting people there. And it's a two and a half day program. Stacey, that sounds like a lot of fun. Looking forward to hearing more in part two. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning. <laughs>